You're listening to The Brock Talk. Life's a wild ride, man. But boy, is it an adventure. This is the podcast where we talk about that adventure. We all take the journey down life, but we all don't experience it the same. I'm just here to share the experience of life through my own perspective. Let's take this journey of life and make it the greatest adventure possible. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Brock Talk Podcast, the podcast where we talk about life and its minty, 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 <laughs> mini adventures. Anyways, guys, before we get into the show, what I need you to do is make sure you're following on Spotify, you're liking anywhere this is posted, Facebook, Instagram, on the tubes, wherever it is, whatever social media thing you need to do to to boost and help this podcast out, I highly, highly, highly appreciate it when you do that. So give it a follow, give it a share, give it a like, a thumbs up, whatever it is you got to do, get it out there because here's the deal. I can put it on my own social media things and I could go to my, I think I have like 700 followers in total, not that good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if I only do it on my social media, it's not gonna. It's only going to get 700 people. So if all those 700 people then share it, gets out there more. And that's just how that's how this works. That's how we grow and, and change the world. And that's what we want to do with this podcast. So, before we go any farther, do your boy a solid. Follow, share, like, and let's go. All right, guys, from the the posting that I've been doing, you guys know what we're talking about today. That is the process in which I went on to lose about 20 pounds. And what I'm going to talk about is just my experience. Okay, I'll get in some generalizations to it to where hopefully you could take from it and apply it to your own uh, situation. But I do want to preference by saying this is not a one-size-fits-all. This may not work for you. You know, I'm a totally different person compared to who you are. Uh, so take it with a grain of salt, and yeah, there's, that's that. All right, so let's just kind of get into a little bit of backstory about this. Uh, many people may know that I've definitely, I am one that has been in the health and fitness field for a while now. I've been doing this for about eight years, going over eight years. Uh, so I have a vast array of knowledge on how to stay healthy and exercise and eat and live a healthy lifestyle. But here's the thing, guys. You can know everything there is to know about a certain thing, but if you don't apply it and if you don't actually put in the work, nothing is going to happen. You know, if you want to go build a house, the material's there, the understanding of how to do it's there, but if you don't pick up that hammer and nail and start working, that house is not going to be built. And... That is the situation that I came into. Uh, you know, life happens, and I'm definitely one that understands that. Of course, from my experience that I'm describing right now, it is peaks and valleys. It's a roller coaster. We go on this journey, and it's not thorough. It's not straight. Yes, I know some people go their whole lives without gaining weight or looking 
a way that they don't want to look. And those guys are unicorns. Those people are unicorns, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 an undulated world out there, and we go through processes of low points and high points. And this, of course, is something that is concluded with our health. So that is something exactly what I've been going through. You know, again, I've 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 worked in gyms, I've worked in facilities, I've been around things like that, and yeah. You think it'd be easy, but it's not. It's definitely not. And you have to do the work. You have to apply the the knowledge and understanding. Otherwise, it gets you nowhere. And that's exactly what I want to describe to you because I understand, you know. I understand the struggles. I understand that it's hard. And I'm not one of those coaches or trainers out there that's like, just do, like, you just, it's just this. This is how you do it. How is it hard to do? Well, because, hey, brother, it just is. We have lives, you know, we have aspirations, we have certain things that we like, whether it's foods or, or experiences or our job, and that prohibits us at times from living successful, healthy lifestyles. And I am a person, of course, who understands that there's really no hard, like there's someone always has it, always has it worse, you know? There is someone out there who is on the same schedule, maybe even a worse one. They're in a worse situation, worse working conditions, financial conditions, and they're still making it successful. And that's definitely true. Okay, If you have the drive and the willingness and the determination to make a change, you can definitely do that. Like I'm, I'm saying, you know, it just takes the work. You have to do the work. Hard work pays off. But again, I'm also a person that understands that it's always easier said than done. So yeah, probably the last five years has really been where I've definitely had this this fluctuation of body composition and weight and satisfaction with my health and my body. Now, I do want a preference before I get any farther. If I body shaming is a big thing in society right now, you know, people used to body shame fat people and it said it was a bad thing. Now we're getting into almost like the total flip-flop. I'm literally seeing it on the social medias out there of people shaming people for being healthy and in shape. Like you have a six-pack, get out of here with that, you freaking loser. Body shaming in, in any kind is not okay. We all have different experiences. We all have live different lives. And shaming anyone for how they look any way is not okay. So before I want before I get any farther, I do want to say that, okay? Because what I'm going to say next might seem a little bit I don't it's it's not going to be upsetting. If it is upsetting, you just have to understand that it's possibly the truth. And the thing is that it is definitely okay to to love who you are and love how you look and be okay with being a, a certain waist size or bikini size or whatever. It's it's totally okay. You know? Love who you are. Do you boo-boo. But here's the deal, guys. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's certain risks that we start to take when we start doing negative things to our body and having excessive amounts of body fat on our body 
is a risky thing. I won't go into all like the health scenarios and things like that. You guys probably understand that. But it's having that having that acceptance that there's a certain there's going to come a certain point in time where this is not okay. You know, your health is going to deteriorate. You're putting yourself in a harmful position. I mean, look at in the world we're living in right now. Do you really want to risk being at a health risk when there's a scary virus running around that is detrimental to people with looming health concerns? Definitely not. So, again, love who you are. Don't be ashamed of who you are. But also understand that there's a certain range of body types and and shapes that are healthy. So as long as you're being healthy in whatever regard that is to you, because you know everyone's different, everyone's everyone's health is different. So just be healthy, you know? Don't be skinny, don't be musculature, don't be fat, don't be obese, be healthy. All right. So, we got that out of the way. Uh let's talk about my concern and this came about Three or so months ago, around the new year, the holiday end of the new year is when the tip of the iceberg came for me that something was not okay with how I was looking. And again, guys, this is relative to me. No one was telling me this. No one was forcing this info into my brain. It was exactly what I was thinking and no one else. And that was that I let myself go. I didn't look how I wanted to look. I was not satisfied. I was not confident. I was not someone that looked like they've been in the health and fitness field for eight plus years now. And it it took a toll on me. It was a looming point where I, I was ashamed. And it's that, that's a bad word to sometimes use, but it was true. I was ashamed of, of how I looked and what I was looking like. Because who I was trying to be as a person, trying to help people and show people, I wasn't emulating that myself. I wasn't walking how I was talking. (laughs) The Brock talk, get it? So anyways, I'll give you a a really good description. And this could be wild of a thought for you. You could hear this and be like, what are you, what, how would you even think like that? And again, it's, it's all relative. It's all relative to the person. Don't shame per- someone or, or be concerned of how they're thinking because of what they're thinking, you know? It's their body. It's their choices. Let them do what they want to do. And here's what I was wanting to do. I was not wanting to be 195 pounds. Now, again, someone could hear that number like, man, I haven't, I haven't weighed 195 pounds in, since high school. Or someone could say, if I weighed 195 pounds, I'd probably be dead because I'd be a twig. Well, hey, that's you, you know? Uh, that's not me. A guy that is 5'5", five, five, not the tallest of people, that don't have the biggest frame, 195 pounds on a frame of my size is not okay, and especially the kind of weight that it was. Now, people want to harp on uh, body mass index and saying, like, don't, don't ever go off body mass index. I agree to that to a certain extent, but there is there's a point, there's a tipping point where 
someone's height and frame and stature cannot take on the weight that they have. And that's all body mass index is, is height and weight, right? Height divided by weight or whatever the heck it is. So yes, those numbers could be kind of skewed, but there is some truth to it. So for me, being close to 200 pounds, which I never thought I would see that number in my life. And that was, again, that was a tipping point. That was when I definitely took the acceptance of the problem that was occurring. And again, it's my own problem. And uh, I ran with it. And that's that's how we are here right now. So yeah, I I saw that number. I saw who I looked like in the mirror. Saw how I felt. I mean, I, w- I was not feeling great either. You know, there was all these things. And I didn't want that to be effective of my lifestyle, whether that's people's perception of me, though I don't really care. You know, just, I mean, everyone cares of what they per- are perceived as to some degree. Uh, yeah, I don't really care of everyone's perception. Like, I give shit, but what people's perception was was probably something I was also equally thinking. So... I wanted to make a change, and that's exactly what I did. So right now I'm going to describe what this process was. And again, like I said before, this is my own process. This is how I saw success. I will talk about how there are some some yes and no's, like absolutes. I will get into that, but the process that I went on may not work for you. Just So just be aware of that. Okay, so first things first. I think this is a, a pretty much a fact. The first step in fixing a problem is accepting that there is a problem to be fixed. If you don't know, if you don't know about the problem, how can you fix it, right? So we saw that weight, you know, we saw what we looked like, wasn't digging it. That was our our moment. That was when we accepted that hey, something has to be done. What was that something? Of course, for me specifically was I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get down to a good body composition and a good body weight that I felt good and healthy with. I could still perform in the duties that I wanted to perform with my exercises, like lifting weights and things like that. Like I didn't want to get down to 150 pounds and not be able to lift anything, but I definitely wanted to just be leaner. And that's an okay thing. That's an okay thing. Sorry, I just I saw something again on social media that are people people are shaming people to to be healthy and leaner. What the what's going on? It, sorry, tangent. So yeah, uh, we have the problem. How are we gonna fix it? Uh, we had def- we have to have a goal, right? And that's what I wanted to do. So I set a goal of I wanted to get down to a one seventy, which I know before has always been a good walking around weight for me. You know, I'm obviously not the biggest, but hey, I'm 5'5". Five five. I'm not going to be a 200-pound dude. <laughs> and I'm not going to look good at 200 pounds. I'm going to be puffy. I'm going to be this big, bulky guy. Didn't want to do that. So 170, po- 170 pounds was the goal. And that's usually something I tell people to do is be realistic. You know, what is that? 25 pounds, right? Yeah, so... Not an unrealistic goal, you know. I've I've been at 170 before, r- quite recently over the last couple of years. Uh, I can get back to that. I knew it was going to take time, and that's what I think everyone should understand is it takes time. You're not going to be where you're wanting to be at 
within a day or a few days or even a few weeks. True success, true success takes months, even years to obtain. So the more real you can be, the more acceptive you can be of these facts, the better off you're going to be because then you can stay consistent, you can be you can be determined and you can understand that hey, this is a process, it's not going to be done in a couple of weeks. I need to just stick around for the ride. So that's what I knew was going to happen, that's what I knew I needed to do. So I figured, hey, a few 3 months or so is definitely doable to get around at least like 15 pounds, you know. A pound a week is typically a pretty healthy healthy-ish obtainable thing you want to get through. So if you can consistently lose a pound a week till you hit your goal, you're in good shape. And I know people want to lose like five pounds in a week and things like that. It's just not, it's not obtainable. It's not, con- you can't be consistent. It's, it's just not good. So it's about a half a pound to a pound a week. So that was kind of my, my thing was, okay, a couple months, you know, 15, 15 weeks, I should be kind of where I wanted to be at, at least 15 pounds. Uh, so I reverse engineered what I was going to do. I, I, I'm at this weight, want to be at that weight. How am I going to do that? The best way I found was I, I shouldn't say the, be, the best way, the only way, okay, so this is a fact that I was going to say, I was going to say earlier. Uh, you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. To burn fat. If you're burning more fat than you're putting in, you will lose weight. Now, how you do that depends on what kind of weight that is. We ain't going to get into details, but uh, definitely understand that. You can't take these fucking shakes. You can't take these skin creams. You can't do this keto-like diet and take these. do this shit and expect you to just magically lose weight. I guarantee the success you got from that is because you were in a calorie deficit. Now, those things could have helped you get in a calorie deficit. They could have been something that you could stay consistent with, which is fine. But when people say they put all of this faith and all of their, their magic into a certain product, they're full of fucking shit. Now, excuse my language, but that shit riles me up. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, you have to be in a calorie deficit consistently to see consistent weight loss. Again, how what kind of weight loss? It's up to you and how you want to do it. Hopefully, if you're taking in the right resources of calories, you're optimizing muscle uh gain or even just maintaining muscle while losing body fat uh so anyways the best way i found myself to stay in a calorie deficit for a long period of time to see significant weight loss was of course i had to monitor my calories now best way to do that of course is to calculate out how many calories you're going to need to be to to take in to be in a deficit now, I won't get into specifics. If you need to know, if you have any questions, definitely come holler at me, but I just don't want to get into the, the details too much because then this would be a long thing. I just want to try to keep it short and sweet. So anyways, uh, I did the process to find out 
what amount of calories I needed to take in every single day to consistently be in a deficit. Once I found that, I obviously had to keep track of the amount of calories that I was taking in. Now, this is where we kind of get into where it fits for you, you know? If you have to eat every two hours to get in the amount of calories it takes for you to see your goals, that's something you got to do. Some people eat only two hours in a day, and then the rest of the day they're not eating anything, but they eat enough calories to sustain the lifestyle that they want, and they are consistent with it, so therefore they're successful. Uh, some people eat certain foods, they do certain things, right? So it's, it's not a, necessarily about how you do it, it's just the consistency in which you do it in. And here's how I found my consistency to have success, was I found my caloric intake, I monitored it, and the way I monitored it was I weighed and measured every single piece of food I was eating. Every single piece. If it was a cracker, if it was a, a cookie that a kid gave me, uh, I figured out what was in that cookie. <laughs> Put the cookie down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I just had a Arnold moment. Popped in my head. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've, everything that I was putting in my body was being calculated out. And that's a big thing to success. If you want to be consistent, you have to have the numbers. It's The proof is in the pudding, right? The magic is in the math. So I have my number of which the calorie deficit I'm in. I'm eating the right amount of calories to stay in that de deficit, and I'm being consistent with it. And that's generally all that happened. Uh I was tracking my protein because I was wanting to keep muscle mass on, and that was about about a pound per kilogram of body weight is what I was doing. Again, got to figure out what's going to work for you. If you need for sure undoubtable information, contact me, contact a health professional, the nutritionist, okay? Find the right resources to get the right results. I'm just I'm just giving you what I did. So, uh, I was tracking my protein and then my calories. That's all I was doing. You know, I didn't get anything crazy. I know a lot of people, some people could look at that like, damn, that's a lot of information to keep track of. Well, hey, it, it worked for me. It may not work for you. If you can find something to stay consistent with while being in a calorie deficit, awesome. If it, if it helps you sustain the lifestyle you can sustain, go do it. Okay, that's just what I'm saying. This is what helped me. So, had my calories, I monitored them, and the best way I found to stay consistently in a caloric deficit was using feeding and fasting windows. So I was doing intermittent fasting. Uh, and all intermittent fasting is, everyone's like, oh, this is a, the crave diet that's out there. It's not a crave diet. People have been intermittent fasting for fucking years, decades. Goddamn cavemen were intermittent fasting. So all they were doing is they were eating for a certain period of time, not eating for a certain period of time. That's all fasting is. You eat the sustainable amount of calories that you need, and then you don't eat for the rest of the time until you need to eat again. And all it is is a feeding window. Okay, it's a feeding schedule that helps you stay consistent and is something that I'm definitely 
uh, a fan of. I know there's other health things out there. You know, it, there's there's health benefits within fasting. I won't get into details again, but I just know that as far as being consistent with my calorie intake, I found fasting to be nice. I started with 14 hours of fasting, so I gave myself 10 hours to eat. So from X amount of time to X amount of time, I could eat. Outside of those times, could not eat. Now, a 14-hour fast is pretty conservative. You get 10 hours to eat. That's a lot of time. So from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., not that bad. Now, the reason why I found success with intermittent fasting was because I knew periods of time where I wasn't hungry and didn't need to eat. And the times for me was in the morning, I'm not hungry. I I find it funny that people eat in the morning just because they feel they have to. Like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. No, your first meal is your most important of the day. When you have that first meal, it's definitely up to you. Uh, so I would not eat in the morning. And I started with that... Uh, da, 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 that 14 hours, you know, so I had 10 hours to eat and I would eat at noon. So I'd basically skip a meal. And it, it's as simple as that. The more simplistic you can be with the right amount of information, the easier the success is going to be. You're not, you're not throwing a bunch of knowledge at your face, you know, a bunch of information, information overload. So that's what I did. I just basically skipped a meal. I didn't eat in the morning. I would eat at noon, and by noon, like, I'm, I'm kind of hungry, you know? So then what I found, too, was if I had these this lesser time to eat, the calories in which I was getting to eat were more satiative, so they were more satisfying, because I was eating bigger meals. If you have to take a certain amount of calories, especially if you're in a deficit, it's hard to do. Like, if you're cutting calories out when your body wants those calories because they're used to it, it's hard to to do that when you're taking in all your calories and then you feel like you haven't ate enough so or you feel like you're not satisfied enough so you want to eat more that's how you fall off the wagon so that was another way i found success with intermittent fasting was because i could have larger portion meals and of course what i was doing with these meals was eating foods that were satisfying they kept it kept me hung or they kept me fed and and felt fed throughout that period of time. So that way when I got to that fasting window and I couldn't eat till from 10 o'clock to the next time I needed to eat, I didn't need to feel hungry. I didn't want to feel hungry. And the thing about it is whatever diet that you use or do, you have to crave the hungers in some way. You know, it's, it's a lot of a mental game. But you also have to understand that when your body is telling you that you're hungry, it's it's feeding you those signals. It's probably because you're fucking hungry. <laughs> it's because you, your body needs food. You know, it wouldn't be telling you that. Yes, I know it's something. It's a, a thing it's used to now because it's like, hey, we've been eating food like this. I want this food. You know, you have to kind of trick it out of of saying those things. But to some degree, you have to listen to your body and know that hey, if it's telling you to eat, and you haven't really been eating what you should be in, it's probably time to eat. But anyways, back to what I'm saying with, with the, the fasting window is I started with a, a bigger feeding window, about 10 hours. 
And then it got to a point where I would be full earlier in the day and I didn't want to eat anymore. And here's the thing. If you eat the right amount of foods or the right kinds of foods and the amount in which you need to eat, it's kind of hard to, to be hungry. You know, all these like burgers, fast food, the kinds of foods that are like indulging and satisfying, they're not satiative. They're not, they're not fulfilling. They, they are basically meant to get you addicted to eating more, you know? So you eat thousands of calories of burgers, you go over your limit, but then again, you're like, shit, I need to eat more. I'm hungry. So what I did was, again, after I found the amount of calories I needed, I set up a schedule in which I could stay consistent with eating those calories every single day. And it was every single day. I stayed in a deficit. I didn't, never really went out of it. And here's the funny thing, guys. I was still treating myself. I was having a beer or two when I wanted to, but I put it in my calories. I was having some cookies and ice cream, but I put it in my calories. I made sure it fit. And that is a good way to help sustainability with your diet. If you can find a way to enjoy the things you want to enjoy and like to enjoy while still having the success of wanting the goal that you want to have, you're going to be in good hands. So don't totally eliminate things out of your diet if you really enjoy them. Have that beer. Have that cookie. Have that ice cream. Just make sure you're not having excessive amounts that take you out of your calorie deficit and put you in a surplus and make you gain weight. It's freaking simple as that. Now, I know there are a, a very, very small outlier portion of people that have hormonal effects and have certain things that it's, it's even more challenging to be into those positions of, of staying in a calorie deficit. But absolutely, 100%, the only way you're going to lose weight that you want, the, the good weight is being in a calorie deficit in the right way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, counted my calories, stayed in a deficit, stayed in a, did a schedule in which I could stay consistent with, which was using intermittent fasting, and just played the long game, you know, went on for the ride. And that is how I'm sitting here today. I'm definitely not in a position I want to be at, you know, I, I'm definitely going to keep going. I am at a body weight that I feel good about though. So I'm about 175. Yeah, 175, which is about 20 pounds roughly that I lost um, since the day I got on the scale, you know. Uh, it fluctuates. You got to understand that. Weight's going to fluctuate. Tomorrow I could be... 15 pounds lighter than when I first was when I got on the scale. I could be 25 pounds lighter, but about roughly consistently 20 pounds, you know, 95, now about 175, not at that 180 or 170 goal yet. Did I? Yeah, I told you that. I had a goal of 170, about there. And again, it's only been three months or so, and it takes time. So that is the process in which I went on to lose 20 pounds. I'm feeling a lot better. I am definitely 
in a better mindset. I'm I'm confident, yet I'm not satisfied. You know, I still want to keep going. I want to change my body composition. I want to be at a place that I want to be at. Okay, fuck what y'all say. You could say you could say I look great now. Doesn't matter. I I want to look how I want to look. I want to be how I want to be. You know, we're in that. Hey, love yourself. It's okay to be who you are. You know, I'm this guy. You know, I like women and whiskey, and I like looking a little bit leaner. <laughs> and if you don't think that's okay, then what the hell are we talking about? If you want to say, hey, you accept, accept all people, guess what? You got to accept me too. So <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I feel good. Um, some other things to kind of note, I started a different training program. The workouts that I was doing during that time when I was in a deficit, you got to kind of understand that if you're someone who lives a certain lifestyle, it takes a certain amount of calories to sustain what you do. So if you're trying to do like crossfit type stuff that I was doing before while being in a deficit, it's kind of hard to do because your body's used to having the fuel that it needs. And when you're not giving it it because you're trying to lean out your calories, it's going to lead to unsuccess because it's not going to be sustainable and consistent. And that's the biggest thing. Calorie deficit in a sustainable manner consistently. That's all you need to do. So some things that I was doing, I was just doing low intent, not low intense, but like low bearing exercises. I wasn't doing a lot of crossfit snatches, bar muscle-ups, crazy stuff. I was doing more conventional lifting, bodybuilding-like uh that way I could still work out, I could still burn the amount of fuel that I needed to burn, okay, and be lean and, and work on my body, but I didn't feel like I was dying or like I, I needed to eat, and that allowed me to stay consistent. But what I did now was, uh, it's this funny thing, you know, it's, it's, re, it's reverse dieting is what they call it. I'm not that familiar with it, you know, I'm tinkering with it myself. But what happens is you stay in a calorie deficit for so long, your body's baseline then changes. So like I was saying before, I found my calorie deficit that I needed to be in. And that was because I found my baseline in which I was at when I was at 195. So I had a, a baseline of calories at 195 pounds. Uh, and then I, I went on a deficit from that. But I was in that deficit so long that my baseline then changed. So now my body understood that, hey, we don't need that fuel that we used to need. This is the kind of fuel we need. So now we can maintain. And uh, I went, I'm kind of in a maintenance phase right now, to be honest. Um, so I'm maintaining the calories that I still was. Uh, I, f I feel good about it. And I almost, what I was saying, a reverse diet, I almost am putting a little bit more calories back into my diet. So uh, instead of being at the calorie deficit I was, I not a lot, you know, a couple hundred calories I added back in, but I also added in a lot more vigorous exercises. So I started the mat training, hard work pays off program and uh, no free ads, but it's a good one, guys. It's a good one. If you are a functional exercise racer, aka crossfitter, um, or you like CrossFit, in the the way that you want to really 
change what your performance looks like. You don't want to just have a fun little workout and get sweaty and out of breath. If that's you, this is not for you. Uh, Matt's hard work program, hard work pays off program, is for people who are dedicated in changing their performance, both strength, endurance, uh, flexibility, coordination, agility, speed, power, all that stuff. The 10 general physical skills, Matt's program is for you. If you want to perform in a good way, it's definitely something to check out. But uh, yeah, no free ads. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing now. I'm feeling really good. Uh, Of course, you guys know I've been away from the podcast and stuff. And that was, again, like I was saying, I was in a funky state. Uh, I was actually really prioritized my stuff. I was detailed on like, hey, this, this, this has to happen. So some things have to fall off. So that was why we have been away from podcasting for a while. But I want to get back at it. Okay. And this is my, my devotion, my, uh, what do they call it? Um, This is my announcement. You know, if I can announce it to people and people can know that this is a goal of mine, you guys can hold me accountable. So it's all about accountability. I, I want to get more consistently with this podcasting once a week, maybe a couple times a week. Originally, my original goal was to have me just on the podcast by myself once a week, and then another day out of the week, I had a, a guest on. That's kind of ultimate goal. Not there yet, okay? Small jumps. So what we're going to try to do is weekly podcast. Next week, what I want to talk about is uh, I'm going to talk about... Um, I don't know, you know, I, I did have an idea, but now that I'm thinking about it, I might change it up. So, uh, I'm gonna let you guys sit on that one. I'm not going to tell you what next week, next week's going to be. We're going to find out together. <laughs> so anyways, that's it for today's podcast, guys. I hope I explained it well enough. Uh, let you guys in on a little secret. I recorded this podcast twice. I already recorded this once. I was pretty thorough. I had some notes picked out and stuff. Uh, it, I edited it or I didn't edit it. I, uh, went to save it because I felt good, deleted it by accident. So I literally had to do this all over again. But to be honest, it feels kind of better. I feel like I was a little, little funky on the first one. So that's kind of cool. It was kind of like a warm up. Haven't been doing this for a hot minute. So I needed a little warming up to it. Uh, but I didn't use my notes. So hopefully I explained it well enough. Uh, hopefully you got something out of it again. Calories are king. Consistency is king. If you want to maintain or change your body composition, you have to have the right amount of calories for the right amount of time to, to see the success. How you do that and what you do it with, it's kind of up to you. Just know that the hard work and the science behind it is always going to stay true. Don't listen to the bullshit that is out there and people that are telling you you need to have this in order to do this not true okay just find something that you can be consistent with something you can enjoy something that is going to be sustainable and something that's going to get you to your goal if you have any questions or or concerns or you want to know more about this definitely reach out to me you know uh it's something that i'm passionate about i want to help you guys out so if you're like hey how do, how do i find what i could do better at my goal with how can i do what you did uh, cause again, it's not one size fits all. I did it my way. 
it might work for you. It might not, but maybe something else works for you. Maybe I have a, maybe even not me. Maybe someone else has some advice out there for you. So don't be afraid to seek advice. Don't be afraid to accept that there's a problem that you need to fix. Go find the ways to fix it and hopefully you get to your goals. So anyways, that's going to be it for the podcast, guys. I really appreciate you tuning in. Like I said before, make sure you like, you subscribe, you follow, you do all those things. You hit share, share it on your Snapchats, your Instagrams, your Twitters, your Facebooks, and let's keep it rolling. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.